You excited about your new Samsung S9? Oh, totally. I yeah. fucking love it. Feel pretty good about it? I feel great about it. Yeah? Yep. It's a good phone, I hope, at least. It is. It has a great camera. Yeah? Yeah. Best camera in the market. Better than the S8, would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Much better than the S8. What would you say, why would you say that you decided to upgrade when you did? Uh, just feeling froggy. Yeah? So I you decided just, to jump. You just felt like you just wanted to... Uh, get a new phone no no good reason at all even though you were in the middle of your contract exactly yeah, yeah. i just i just i just came in an extra you know three hundred dollars and decided to do it well that's the kind of money that seth Ott is made of <laughs> i'm not saying this podcast is lucrative but this guy can afford to just go buy new phones it's all those uh, audible ads that we're getting in i just i decided to spring for it audibletrial.com slash soco google play uh why don't you tell the folks at home why you actually got an s9 because I was I was victorious in Mario Kart. That's incorrect. <laughs> and I was celebrating my victory, and you know, as one does when they celebrate a victory, they they throw their controller down next to them, not realizing that their phone is sitting next to them. <laughs> and uh, as as, uh, as as they say, the rest is history. I like my version of the story better, <laughs> which is the truth. And I think I had beaten you for the third or fourth. I'm not making a joke about it either. Like it was about, the, it was like the third or fourth time I had beat you in a row in Mario Kart, and they had all been in dramatic fashion at the very end of the race. <laughs> and to express your frustration with having lost to me in Mario Kart for about three or four times in a row in dramatic fashion at, right at the end of the race, uh, you decided <laughs> that uh, you'd take your punishment out on the uh, on the the controller for the Switch. Uh, unawares that an innocent bystander was in the area. <laughs> that bystander happened to be the phone formerly known as Seth's. Uh, poor, poor Galaxy S8 had his phone smashed or phone screen smashed mm-hmm. by uh, by the aforementioned Switch controller. So mm-hmm. uh, RIP to Seth's S8 uh, 2017 to 2018. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> it was a good phone too. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I'm that's... not gonna lie. I, I, I think it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I even, can look, even though it cost you money, and that sucks. Uh, because it was a result of me beating you in Mario Kart, I take a weird, sick pride in it. On, um, where did we end up that night? I don't remember in terms of standings. I had beaten well that night, and specifically, I had beaten you by one or two. Okay. But you're still ahead of me by I think nine races. Okay. So you, I, you I still know, ahead. Because we still played after that for at least like five or six more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I'd won multiple after. Like I think I, I think I ended up winning another three or like three or four in a row. Yeah. And then I think we might have split the last couple. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So you're still ahead in the long run, but you just you just couldn't take the, the beatings I was issuing on that particular night. Well, it was, it was funny, too, because so the next the next day I got off early to go to Verrett. Not really early. They opened at 11. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I got up to go Jesus. to <laughs> the rooster crowed at ten thirty. <laughs> I was actually up at like six thirty, just pissed <laughs> off still. <laughs> I was staying outside of Horizon, but uh, no. So the the guy asked me like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't really know. It was underneath a blanket or something." Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I know what happened, but um, you I told him he would have brightened his day. Yes, yeah, to totally tell the guy at eleven o'clock in the morning who clearly didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> that uh 
that I smashed my controller screen after a loss in Mario Kart. Or it would have been great because phone screen. typically people who were there at 11 a.m. on Sunday with a broken phone, like, got drunk and stepped on it at the I know. That's what I was like thinking. That. I'm like, that's the l- the, mo- uh, the most lame way to break your phone screen. I could I should have been like, I mean, I was out at, like, 3 o'clock, you know, getting some, having some, having a great night, having some drinks, you know, whatever. And One of the three girls I was with stepped on. <laughs> you see that, that, that dent there that looks totally like the end of a controller? It's actually a heel for my... <laughs> <laughs> from the nicest shoe. She was rocking those those stilettos. Yeah. They had red bottoms. They were bloody shoes. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. So three stories now. Uh, one of them, Seth beat me in Mario Kart and was excited. The other, he was angry and, and uh, was angry because he lost. Or three, Seth was with three models who were wearing stilettos and they stepped on it. Well, to choose, be- choose your own adventure when you decide what story <laughs> to believe. <laughs> to be fair, though, I, I didn't, I like... Didn't slam the controller hard enough to, like, it, it would have broken on the couch. Like, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize that the phone was there. <laughs> this ain't my first tantrum, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken many a controller in my day. It was the appropriate amount of force for it to land on a couch. Mm-hmm. Not the appropriate amount of force for it to land on right. the Samsung Galaxy S8 screen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't buy Samsung phones. I'm not saying it's because they're easily smashed by controllers, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm probably not going to buy one in the near future because of that. That's true. <laughs> this is Samsung's fault. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was a long way around me bragging for having won a Mario Kart race. Yeah, but, uh, I'm glad we went there. Yeah, I'm still ahead though by nine. That's speaking okay. speaking of nine, welcome long. welcome to episode thirty nine of the Soco Show. Uh, look at that! I didn't I... Even plan that. <laughs> I'm the king of the segue. Mm-hmm. It's not harder to segue, Bo Burnham. I can do it very well. Um, (laughs) I'm Seth Ott, the phone smasher himself, the phone smasher extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about that, too. Uh, Cody's here as well. Um, (laughs) Cody also here, the guy who was actually with three models on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, three model cars. Um, It's where you end a sentence is important, Seth. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, we were talking too. Like that's literally the first time I've ever smashed a phone, like while it's in contract. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only done it once, and it's expensive enough. You won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Very annoying. Oh man, uh, episode thirty-nine here. That's a lot of episodes. It is. Next week, episode forty will be our fifth, fifth. anniversary. That's true. So expect some some fun stuff. Every time that I hear that, I want to say like Quint, Quinta, Quentin anniversary or some shit. But it will also be our eighth Quintiversary. Yeah. So doubly exciting. Yeah, I prefer the the Octiversary. Yeah, the, today is our thirteenth Triversary. Mm. So I don't. I mean, yay! <laughs> but uh, next week. 40th episode, uh, 5th Octiversary. Expect some fun stuff. Some fun stuff this week as well. Got a lot of news to get to. Uh, a lot of stuff to follow up on that we've talked about in the past. So we've got some updates. Uh, lot, a lot of great stuff. We are going to talk about some release dates in video games as well as a retro recommend. Uh, potentially beloved series uh, reunion going on. I know we've touched on it before, but we'll revisit that idea in TV and in movies, we have a few things to review and uh, a couple topics that we're going to kind of touch on and have a conversation about. But before we get into all that, we're going to start, of course, with Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. (laughs) 
So uh, some of you might might know, may or may not know, uh, there's a couple of big Hall of Fames going on this weekend. Uh, the, the There's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame going on this weekend. Uh, bon Jovi got inducted. Oh, good for him. Um, there's also the WWE Hall of Fame as well. Uh, surprise! I got to spin back and say good for them when I about Bon Jovi. Oh no, it's just him. I don't want someone commenting Bon Jovi's a groupie dumbass. Yeah, so good for them. I miss. I him. feel like all ten of our listeners aren't that strong, strong uh, Bon Jovi fans, so it doesn't really matter. But they do all think of a dumbass. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, nothing's going to change that. <laughs> um, but so there's also the WWE Hall of Fame, and Kid Rock was uh, inducted into a Hall of Fame this weekend. You you might think, hey, he's probably inducted into the to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? You're wrong. He's inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame for all of his great contributions to the WWE as a whole. You know, the great performances he's put on, you know, like Ba Wada Ba and uh, Cowboy. And he used to do the theme song for The Undertaker, uh, American Badass. Uh, but not, there, that might have been high praise to go into the WWE Hall of Fame, but... There's no praise higher than one Iron Sheik, correct? So, I- Iron Sheik said as follows, the, the Kid Rock, the Hall of Fame class, still I can suplex him with my little finger. Hashtag WWE Hall of Fame. Well, that doesn't make physical sense. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I don't doubt it. Yeah. I love me, the Sheik. Yeah, the Sheik was pretty active uh, over the weekend between Hall of Fame and, and WrestleMania. Yeah. A lot of good stuff there. He, he does He does notice that John Cena drank the cold beer as well, so... I'm I'm glad that John Cena drank the cold beer. Yeah, because I, I drink the cold beer, mm-hmm. and I want <laughs> I want John Cena to be like me. Yeah, yeah, and the Sheik. I bet you the Sheik drinks the cold beer too. Oh, the Sheik loves the cold beer. He I think he even tweeted something along along the lines of like it's WrestleMania. I drink the cold beer. Leave me alone or something like that. <laughs> you drink the cold beer, right? I drink the cold beer. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been more on a mule kick lately. You have been drinking a lot of Moscow mules. Yeah, but I mean. I'll drink a cold beer if it's offered to me. Yeah, I bet a lot of our listeners out there like drinking the cold beer. Uh, if you like drinking the cold <laughs> beer, make sure that you follow the Iron Sheik. We're going to link to his account down below. And as always, the we're blessed with with the the knowledge and the grace of the great words of of Sheik tweets. I call you a punk. Before we jump into news, we want to talk, of course, about Audible. I, last week, started listening to Tiffany Haddish's book, The Last Black Unicorn. Um, that one is getting a recommend from me. I've listened to maybe an hour of it, a little over that so far, and it is hilarious. Uh, for one, it's Tiffany Haddish and anything. She could read me my my terminal illness diagnosis, and I'd probably laugh at her. Uh, just because of how funny she is. And some of the stories, it's kind of an autobiography. Some of the stories she tells are completely insane. Like, uh, there's a story in there about how she once killed a person with her ass. <laughs> and it's a true story. And it is completely weird. And also pretty funny. As funny as a as a death can be. Um, there's a death that I want. It's an ass death, though. Oh, yeah. That's, that's exactly how I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, Tiffany Haddish's Last Black Unicorn. You can get that on Audible, definitely. Uh, Seth, you still listening to Orphan X? Kinda. I haven't listened to it in a while. Kinda. And now then with my phone getting destroyed, I have to re-download it. And that's just a whole big thing. That's a nightmare. Well, re-downloading it is easy with the Audible app. Yeah, that's true. Because they, it actually is a really, I know I sound very salesman but it is a great app. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works really well. And uh, it's quick and fast. And you can, you can buy your stuff on there, download it, and start listening pretty quickly. 
I know that uh, one of our listeners, Dan, good friend of the show, he had well, li- good friend, not us, the show. Uh, oh, yeah. he likes the show. Yeah, he yeah. likes the show. And Dan's like my best friend is a show. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to hang out with? At the end of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, Dan listened to Ready Player One on our recommendation. He enjoyed it a lot. So if you're out there and you watch the movie um, and you want to listen to the book, uh, that gets another thumbs up from Dan as well as the two of us. He said uh, even though he hadn't listened to the book, he enjoyed the movie. And then even though he saw the movie, he still enjoyed the book a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, so go do that. If you haven't if you haven't done both, I we highly recommend both. Yeah, normally we would say whatever Dan says, do the opposite. But mm-hmm. for once, he's actually correct. When he agrees with us, he's definitely right. Yeah. So if you want to be like Dan – well, let me rephrase. Get friends. <laughs> if you want to listen to a good book and not pay for it, <laughs> then just go to audibletrial.com slash SoCo. You're going to get your first 30 days of Audible for free. Free! And you're going to get your first book credit for free. Free! <laughs> so, again, go to audibletrial.com slash SoCo and start enjoying everything Audible has to offer for free. Um, I just thought about this, too, when I was talking about having to re-download. Um, I couldn't, because of where the crack was on my phone, I, I couldn't, like, touch anything. Like, I could only touch the bottom half of the screen, so I effectively couldn't do anything. So I wasn't able to, like, do a factory reset on my phone. Um, luckily, there's nothing incriminating oh, no. on there. But what is on there is it an ass load of screenshots of the Iron Sheik's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody see it? No. I mean, because, like, I was able to, like, get – I could do anything on the bottom half of my phone. So I could get to, like – I could get to the apps that were, like, like EFG, like, the the bottom, you know, bottom apps uh, in terms of alphabet. And I could could get to the home button. So I could get back, you know, all the way to the the beginning. But, like, whoever, like, does the factory reset of my phone or is able to go through it or whatever, they're just going to see a shit ton of Iron Sheik tweets. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) And a bunch of pictures of your dizzle. That's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I love them diz pics. Oh, my gosh. He's not lying, folks. He does love the diz pics. Yeah. So if you have them, send them to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you send them to uh, SoCoShow91 at gmail.com? I don't want them on my personal account. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're off the rails. Let's get into the news, and we're going to start with video games. Video games. Whoa! Video games this week brought to you by our Pop Tart of the Week, Gone Nutty Peanut Butter. Crazy so we got a couple news items to get to in video games, but let's start with a little. Um, this is going to be three sounders in the 10 seconds, but we also have a retro recommend. We're going, we don't need roads. What do you got for us, Seth? What does that mean? We're going where we don't ha- don't need roads. <laughs> you don't know what he's. Well, I know. About? Like, I, I mean, that's Back to the Future and, and yeah. everything. But that, that just sounds kind of gross. And he's, he's especially in there, like with a with a kid. He's like in his teens or whatever. Sounds a little sexual. Yeah. yeah. But it just means they're gonna fly. So you're a perv. I'm a perv. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Seth, you're a perv. I think Doc Brown's a perv. Well, Morty. Great Scott. I don't T- know if that sounds like touch that. my dick. Hey now. <laughs> No We're still off the rails. We gotta get back on the rails. <laughs> I don't like being on you the know rails. You have something to I'm free. Tell the people what's. I'm a free boy. Free. <laughs> God. <laughs> so yes, retro recommend. We're gonna go in the video games. We haven't recommended a video game yet. So we've done movies and TV. Um, 
can't really recommend sports retro, can you? Golf. I recommend people play golf. That's not retro. Oh, it's an old sport. So is like all the sports. <laughs> we have a golf's older. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just we talk about the fucking video game, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. This man can't be tamed. It can't. Um, so, yes, the video game retro recommend. I've talked, I think I've talked about a little bit of it. I think I had it in my top five favorite video games of all time um, when we did that. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was uh, a long time ago. 38 yeah. episodes or so ago. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Heavy Rain is the game I'm talking about now. It's a quick time event, uh, mystery adventure type game. Um, detective, a lot of detective elements. Uh, is made by... Quantum Dream, I think, is the name of the the studio. Uh, back in the late late two thousands ish, mid to late two thousands. Must have been oh eight oh nine. Yeah, that's there. what I'm probably thinking. But yeah, it's it's one of those games where it's a little bit more involved than a than like a Telltale game because you do move around more and and it's a little bit more actiony and stuff. And it looks the games always look incredible. Uh, but Heavy Rain was like the first big one. Uh, it's a it's a like a kind of a whodunit murder type thing, but there's several different endings and, and like possibilities for choices and, and things like that. So it gets pretty in depth. I, we were talking before there was a, you can like look at videos online of the different endings and stuff. And there's some pretty long ones cause they go into different, a bunch of different endings and possibilities. Uh, there's different like murderers that come out of it and things like that too. So it's really kind of one of those things. Like I recommend only playing those games once uh, I know there's a lot of replay replayability, but like you're, I, I like I just like knowing that that was my that's how I finished it. You know, like mm-hmm. that's how that's how the story is to me. And you can have conversations with people about how you know how that how yours went went through. You know, um, that being said, they're coming out, so I recommend that game quite a bit because there are some really cool twists and turns, and th- there's some real tense moments, especially like when you're having conversations with people you think are the murderers and stuff, and you're like, oh shit. Am I going to get them or not? So that's pretty cool. They are coming out with a new one, though, here in the next, I think it comes out in a month or two, uh, called Detroit Become Human, uh, which is going to take that. It's more futuristic than Heavy Rain is, even though Heavy Rain had some futuristic elements. But uh, this is a little bit more futuristic. Definitely some great, great graphics in it. There's some some actors that that are a little bit well-known, too, in this. Uh, Lisa been in some shows and stuff. And uh, it's going to have way more, like, an insane amount of options and endings. And they were talking, there's an interview the other day about, like, the number of endings and options you have. It, it would just take you an insane amount of time to get through it and, and play it all through. So this is one I'm definitely going to do just one time through, uh, just just because that's, you know, I want this to be my my story and everything. So I'm excited. It should be cool. Yeah, I think this is a very it, – it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing. You make different choices throughout it. Uh, Heavy Rain, I know, was really – Heavy Rain. <laughs> Tay's on day in the house. <laughs> um, Heavy Rain was really well-known also for its graphics. Yeah. It just was fantastic-looking. So the new one really should yeah. – I mean, it really should look nice, mm-hmm. especially with all the new tech since, since 10 years ago. Yep. Well, good. So again, that's Heavy Rain. Uh, folks can get it for play. It's PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, they did. Uh, it's I know it's on the PlayStation Now thing. So if you have a PlayStation, you can do the streaming. Otherwise, they did do a remastered version of it as well, um, along with their second game they made called uh, Beyond Two Souls. And I never played that one. I that one seemed more like magical and stuff. So mm. I wasn't I wasn't quite as much into that one. Uh, but yeah, they made a remastered version for the PS4. So you can get it on both both the consoles. Well, there you go. If you are a PlayStation owner, 
get out there and play Heavy Rain. It's this week's Retro Recommend. Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Gross. TV TV news. We talked a little bit about Spyro the Dragon last week. You said TV news. What did I say? You said TV news. (laughs) (laughs) Video game news. We're we're not drunk, people. We're totally sober right now. (laughs) Video game news. Uh, We talked a little bit about Spyro the Dragon last week. There was a lot of... A lot of cryptic tweeting going on 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 the Twittersphere, and yeah. we've got a little more information in terms of uh, what they were talking about. Right? Well, yeah, the, the day we recorded last week, that was when the we were, we talked about the cryptic stuff, and then the next day, the next morning, uh, they they officially released it. Uh, it started off with some screenshots being released and stuff, and then a full trailer came out of the remaster. Uh, it's officially coming out September 21st. So the first three games, uh, which are Spyro, Spyro, Ripto's Revenge, and Spyro, The Year of the Dragon. So I'm excited. I'm excited to play this, even though I'm going to probably have to play it in December because <laughs> there's games coming out each week from starting September 7th. So, so Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, and Spyro mm-hmm. on consecutive weeks. Yeah. Uh, September Which, fact. if you say all those things to, like, 12-year-old Seth, he would cry. Actually, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Young Cody would be psyched until you said Spyro, and I'd just go play Crash that week anyway. No, Crash sucks, so it's cool. Well, it's a better game. That's why they remastered it first. <laughs> ah, you don't want to come back for that one, do you? I mean, it's not a better game, but... It is. Nah. Speaking of, uh, I think pro- maybe objectively the best game ever. I mean, you could make an argument for it now. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five <laughs> has now, at least commercially, become... The best game ever. Yeah. Maybe even the best piece of content ever. Um, because it just crossed how much how much money has it made now? Six billion. Six billion. That's more than Dr. Evil wanted. <laughs> Grand yeah, Theft Auto Five, six billion dollars over the course of its life has is now made. Ninety million units as well. That's a fuckload. <clears throat> now now to put some context on this, it had the original release mm-hmm. on Xbox three sixty and PS3. And PS3. Th- Th- then it was released again for PS4 and for Xbox One. Yeah. So they had du- double releases. They also had a PC release. Yep. They have a ton of microtransactions mm-hmm. and a bunch of downloadable content. So it's not just the game. That right. Made. So it's a lot of different stuff. But the whole family of Grand Theft Auto Five, six billion. that's a lot of fucking money. It's crazy. And even just 90 million units on its own would be mm-hmm. uh, way more than, than most almost every other video game, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I didn't get into Grand Theft. Did you play Grand Theft Auto Five when it yep. came out originally? Did I you played like it. it. PS3. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. I I played through it pretty quick. Yeah, no, it's it's fun game. I never really got into those other than just you know trying to get a tank and kill a bunch of fucking I don't know mm-hmm. pull a building down or something like that. I'm pretty sure I called into work that day and got it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's I did. Classic. I did do that. I played it. Yeah, I played it all day. I played it for like twelve hours that day. Jeez. But yeah, now, and it's become such a different thing now, right? Mm-hmm. So it used to be you get the stories and then you go see how many cops you can get to chase you around. Now, though, people are getting on there. There's deathmatch mode. Mm-hmm. You can get on there. People have made feature-length movies <laughs> on there because there's like a camera mode where right. you can record stuff. And it's impossibly customizable. There's all sorts of mods that people use. I've seen like the Incredible Hulk mod and an right. Iron Man mod. You can fly around and be Iron Man. So it really is a whole thing mm-hmm. in and of itself. Um 
And so, you know, say what you will about the microtransactions and all that, but uh, Rockstar is laughing its way to the bank because uh, six billion, nothing to, uh, nothing to, nothing to bite your nose at, yeah. bite your thumb at, <laughs> bite your thumb, flick your nose. I mix those two. Let, let's uh, let's see you try and bite your nose here. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I know when I when I first played Grand Theft Auto because I I traded it in after I beat the game pretty quickly because uh, I tried the online mode and it at that time it sucked because mm-hmm. there were so many bugs to it. Connection wasn't great. Yeah, but and then once you got in the new consoles and and everything like that, it got better. Um, which I know a lot of people still spend tons of time on that and just going around killing each other and playing the deathmatch stuff and racing and all that stuff. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean. There's not much to say about it other than that's a fuckload of money. And good for you, Rockstar Games. Good for you. From there, we're going to turn to television. That's what she said. TV. Time for some video game news. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) We're going to get into the TV corner in a little bit for uh, a review of a series that just ended. Before we do that, let's talk a little bit about one of our favorite series. That's going to be coming back in a couple months. Seth, you want to tell them what we got? We're gonna, to, we're gonna have to make a date on uh, May 11th to, uh, to to get to get drunk again and watch Bill Nye. Bill Nye. We didn't get as hyped last time, but because we were super hungover from going out the previous night. Yeah, but it was still a good time. Still is awesome. Yeah. The show. So we're talking, of course, Bill Nye saves the world. Bill Nye saves the world. May what what date? May 11th. May 11th, season three. Mm-hmm. So more episodes. If you haven't, if you're not already watching Bill Nye saves the world, do it because. It is very funny, it's very informative, and it's just a fun show. It's really well done. And especially, you know, like, if you're like us and you grew up on Bill Nye, then mm-hmm. you just like seeing him talk science again. So. Bill, 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 saves the world. I like when he has to take a minute. That's my mm, favorite Yeah, part. we always get hyped for that. Yeah. We'll wake up out of a slumber to do Oh, that. Bill needs a minute. Take a minute, Bill. <laughs> so, again, that's uh, Bill Nye saves the world May 11th. You're going to see that on Netflix. Mm, yes. Netflix original. I so. wonder if it'll be, because the... Cause when it came out a few months ago, it was part one, and it was like only six episodes. Mm-hmm. But now that they're saying season three comes out and it's tired, so maybe maybe that just means that the whole season will be out instead of just the part B or whatever. But um, hopefully, it's more than six episodes. Yeah, I hope it's more like thirteen, so we can spend really an entire day watching it all mm-hmm. at once instead of just part of a day. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be on this part too. What? I heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, Not dead yet. Uh, Let's I go did, to the movie. I didn't die. <laughs> you have been erased. We, did we talk? Did we? Did that happen last week? Did we, we didn't talk about that on the show, did we? About the, what? His heart attack, or his? Uh, he had he had a valve replaced in his heart, and uh, there's complications from it, so they had to crack his chest open and do open heart surgery on him. Oh God! And uh, they delayed the new Terminator movie, but um, apparently, when he came out of the surgery, he said, "I'm back." Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that's not even a joke. Like that—that's—that's that's the reports. Like I didn't make—I didn't make it a joke out of that. <laughs> well, you know, I can't say I'm surprised. The man's made a career of one-liners. Mm-hmm. Come with me if you want to live. Do you think the ambulance person said that to him when they picked him up? Well, no, because he was already in the hospital. He's—he's he's having a valve replaced, and then—and uh, then, which doesn't require. It's kind of like with Kevin Smith thing. It's, you know, it's a usually pretty easy surgery, but mm-hmm. the uh, then they had complications and they had to crack him open and do open heart surgery. Yikes! Yeah. Well, glad he's okay. I'm yeah. glad he's got a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we start there? Bill Nye. Another, uh, well, actually, that's kind of topical. Talking about heart problems and mm-hmm. upcoming things on TV. Is it Showtime? Showtime. Showtime is going to have the upcoming Kevin Smith special. Yeah, I just canceled him. 
thought to rebuy it for a day or something. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Smith, the the heart attack that the the show he was doing while he had the heart attack uh, is is picked up by Showtime, which apparently was already being talked about being picked up. But he's at a height the height of his popularity right now, mm-hmm. um, at least in the recent years. So, I mean, it was a no brainer for them to pick it up. But yeah, that'll that'll be interesting to see if there's any signs of him <laughs> being like woozy or anything. Fixing to die. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I, I love his evening with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all of it. They're not really stand up specials. I don't know if this is going to be more of a traditional stand up type thing. If he's going to do any Q and A type things, or if he's just going to go up there and talk and try and be funny and stuff. But yeah, we went to a kind of evening with Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? year and a half maybe two years yeah. it was it was right around two years ago yeah and uh really great guy to listen to speak yeah uh, if you can get a hold of any of the old evening with kevin smith there's i think four of them mm-hmm. and uh check out the new one on showtime do we have a date on that yet uh no <laughs> <laughs> no date on that yet so uh keep keep it uh here on the soco show we'll have that date as soon as as soon as we hear you'll hear so yeah yeah we're gonna see him again soon too yeah, the, uh, what, two and a half weeks or so. Same yeah. with those Avengers. We're going to see them live, live, live in Des Moines for, uh, what's the show, Hollywood Babylon? Hollywood Boobalon. Yeah, so that'll be exciting. Always good to see that guy. Yeah. And just glad that he's back out there and healthy. So. Yeah, not dead. Not dead, yeah. So apparently this office reunion isn't dead. And uh, they're still in talks for that to happen. And John Krasinski had something to say about it most recently. Yeah, I don't think he's really been contacted much about it because <laughs> I think they, the even the the person who's in charge of looking at doing this is is saying that likely the full cast won't be. I mean, not even not even including Steve Carell, but the the cast after that is not likely going to be all be back together just due to scheduling and money and things like that. Uh, but John Krasinski made a point. He said he'd love to do it for one, but he he made a point that I thought is interesting, where he'd like to do, you know, maybe instead of an entire reboot, is like every year come back and see these guys in like a in like a Christmas special because they always had good, good Christmas episodes. <laughs> but seeing like a Christmas special uh, is that I know you're not a big fan of reboots. Would you Would you rather see something like that where where it is just like a once a year, or twice a year kind of check in with these guys, or would do you just like say leave them alone entirely? I I say leave it alone entirely, and I also hate Christmas specials. So, um, yeah, don't do it is my opinion. I know a lot of people just want to see them again. I yeah. wouldn't mind if they brought it back for a short season and, you know, did a where they now kind of think, sure. Uh, but in general, I don't like the idea of reunions, and I don't like Christmas specials. So this is not up my alley whatsoever. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see if they can get it done. Uh, so many of them are so successful now. Uh so much more so than they were then. So mm. they're a lot more expensive and a lot more uh, more of a time crunch. I would really only just say John Krasinski at this point. Jenna well, Fisher. Jenna Fisher's got a show. Yeah, but she's had like three or four shows that have failed. So Yeah, but she, I mean, she's got a show now. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, Rain- Steve doing movie stuff. Rain Wilson's doing his own thing. Not really. Not acting, but he's producing and, well, and he's, writing and doing other stuff. He's going to be in The Meg. <laughs> oh, God. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So uh, hopefully the office thing doesn't happen, in my opinion. Some of you folks out there might might want it to happen. So uh, let us know on Twitter, SocoShowPod, or via email, SocoShow91 at Gmail, if you disagree. If you think that this should happen, then uh, tell me I'm an idiot. What do you think? Do you want to see this? You're an idiot. Oh, what? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, I, I care, but I don't. Because, like, you're not going to get everyone back together. So mm-hmm. I'd rather see, like, a Parks reunion if they were to do that, but... I think that's even less likely. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, for some reason, they're all way more success- successful than the office people were. Yeah. 
Well, they're all more talented. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But I don't know. We we shall see. So let us know if uh, if you're more excited than us about the potential Office reboot. Mm. Or maybe let us know if the only thing you want to do is go back and watch the Office safety episode like I do. So who knows? Speaking of Parks, we're doing a trivia tomorrow. Yeah, Parks and Rec trivia. Um, unless the answer is Shauna Malway Tweep, I do not know it. <laughs> but I will go and be a good sport and try my best. You know, how much did you watch? I didn't watch the last season at all. Okay, watch it tonight. The fast forward season I didn't watch. Also, I hate fast forward seasons. Um, this one's pretty good, though. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've watched it. I'll know some things, but yeah. uh, I don't have a super deep knowledge. I mean, you'll know more than I do because you've seen it a couple times. Yeah, I've watched it a few times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still not going to be great. I already know that. Yeah, but... we'll see though. Maybe we'll win. No, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, that that's actually, you know. Uh, not a huge piece of news, but tonight, as of this recording, is the first episode of the New Girl final season. Nude Girl. N- no, New. New Girl. Oh. Yeah, so you can catch that on Fox. And, uh, well, it'll be on you know, Hulu and all that stuff by the time the episode this episode mm-hmm. drops. So uh, fast forwarding, going into the future, eight episode season, going to wrap up the story of Jess and the gang. So uh, make sure that you catch that if you're a fan of New Girl. Nude Girl. <laughs> you can catch that on Pornhub. Jesus. I wanted to talk briefly about uh, something that's been going on this week. There was a documentary came out called The Problem with Apu. And not... <laughs> I, not got a, no, I, got, I got a problem no, with Apu all the time. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, the documentary is by Hari Kondabolu, and uh, he is an Indian comedian. And basically, it's a, it's a discussion. The documentary is a discussion about The Simpsons and about how the character Apu is problematic. And this has brought up a really interesting debate on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else people are talking about these things because basically what Hari is talking about is the fact that there's only ever there's only ever one character in The Simpsons that's Indian. And he is a stereotypical shop owner with a really thick accent who's being portrayed by a white guy doing a caricature voice. And the point of this documentary is to say that's racist and it's not very cool. And so, you know, there's been some people saying Apu maybe shouldn't be on The Simpsons anymore. On the opposite side, this, the Simpsons people have been saying, you know, this it's comedy. It's not, it's not a, you, you're stupid to be offended by this because it's our cartoon. And I land pretty close to the middle on this, but a little more on the side of it's definitely fucking racist. Um, but whether or not cartoons should be allowed to be racist... That's where I don't know, you know, because, you know, you go to like a you go to like a comedy stand up comedy show there. Obviously, there's a million racist jokes told at comedy shows, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's all in good fun. So on that side, I'm willing to forgive people more often. I don't for some reason with The Simpsons and Apu, it does seem kind of bad. And I don't really know why. It's hard to really explain and express. But obviously the fact that it's only one character in the whole show and that's how he is, it would be totally different if there were multiple Indian characters and they had different characteristics about them and one of them happened to be a shop owner. That's a totally different thing. Um, I don't, so I don't know. It, it's kind of confusing for me where I land on this. Do you see any problem with a poo? I can't not hear poo when Get you say that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't watch Simpsons. I never really have. I can't really, I mean, off of a service level, yeah, it looks, I mean, they have a lot of characters like that. They have some, like, a ton of caricatures in mm-hmm. that show. Um, just looking at 
I guess I watched the Simpsons movie and it's caught episodes here and there. So, I mean, like the Scottish guy is very, mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Uh, I'm just reading two now while you were talking. Um, the Simpsons responded to it with an episode. Yeah, that was. And apparently they're like, they, they recognize that they did it, but they're not going to stop <laughs> basically is what they said. Yeah. So. So their defense is when we did it, people weren't offended by this. Mm-hmm. And so now that people are offended on that by this, we shouldn't be expected to change our show, mm-hmm. which I think is about the stupidest way you could put that because people weren't offended by this 25, 30 years ago is not fucking true. Mm-hmm. It is 25 years ago. It was still a caricature of an Indian person. It's just that no one ever heard Indian people talk at the time. <laughs> right. That's like saying you could use the N word in TV in the sixties and seventies and no one cared. <laughs> of course people fucking cared. You right. just weren't listening to them. So that defense is stupid. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of like that they did respond because uh, that seems like a very kind of Simpsons, almost like a South Park thing to do to really just call out the people that disagree. Mm-hmm. And I think they're they're entitled to do that. Fine. Do it. But don't be pissed when people say that your show is racist because it fucking is, you know. But the question is whether or not it should be OK if it's for the sake of comedy. And I really don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because really they all do it. I mean, Family Guy does it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I don't really know any other cartoons. I guess the only way that like Bojack gets away with it because they use uh, animals, <laughs> so they and they actually comment on things like that through the yeah. through that. So they, I mean, they might actually be a little more positive compared to those shows. Yeah, I mean, the issue is, is representation, and it's like okay, if you're gonna have characters of other races, which by the way, live in a world where ninety percent of everyone's yellow, and the only reason they ever attempt to give anyone else a color is to make fun of their race yeah that seems pretty shitty that's kind of true you know and so i really i don't like it um but if you're gonna have characters of separate races in your shows and how many how much have we talked about representation lately just Mm -hmm. show them as regular fucking people don't show them as caricatures of, of of their race or caricatures of their gender or their sexual orientation like the reason that and we talked about this just a couple weeks ago the reason that the late the latest things have been successful when they've starred kind of disenfranchised groups of people is because they're shown as just regular ass people so the problem becomes when you are just showing them as caricatures of their race gender whatever that's the issue um and I, I I have to say I'm I'm more on the side of the documentary and saying that I do think it's a problem because if you told someone to do an accent of an Indian guy, what does it sound like? I'm not going to do it. Well, I, they, they say they do Apu, right? Thank right. you. Come again. That's what they fucking say. Wow. And so that's the that is that's the problem, mm-hmm. and it's 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 uncool. But this is also you know, like I said, comedians do this kind of shit all the time, mm-hmm. and it's somehow okay. So it's weird. I, I I don't know. Maybe you folks can tell us what um what you think. And this would be a good this would be a good thing for you guys to write in on um, on our email again. That's Soko Show nine one. Um, tweet at us. Tweet at Seth. You can handle this. Uh, so Soko <laughs> yeah, Show Pod. Because I've said uh, so much during this. <laughs> uh, you're yeah. You perhaps wisely don't typically get involved with the race discussion like I no. do. No. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think out there. I'm very interested to see where a lot of people are landing on this because it really is split. It, mm-hmm. Even even amongst even amongst the Indian community in this case, it's split. Mm-hmm. So it's you know I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, we're definitely interested to see what everyone else out there thinks. Well, we got to get you talking here, Seth. I've I've been on my soapbox for a little bit too long here. So we oh Cody soapbox. 
You taking hey my seg? You taking my segments? There's an idea. I should rant. I do it anyway. I don't need a segment. Get out of my segments. <laughs> Let's get into your segment. I'll shut my mouth because get out of my mac and cheese. <laughs> what the fuck? Says TV corner. <laughs> That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! This week, because uh, we're going to have a lot of TV corners coming up, so with all the shows ending. Woo! <laughs> so yeah, get ready, get ready to hear that wonderful sounder every single week. Um, so this week, the, we had our really our first, kind of our first like uh, finale from the fall happen uh, in, in the land of the CW Arrowverse. Uh, we had Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, uh, had it, had its finale this week of its 18-episode season, uh, as a lot of you probably know who watch the Arrow shows, the stars, uh, Katie Lotz as uh, the White Canary slash Sarah Lance. Uh, some other, I don't know the other actors' names, <laughs> but some of the other characters in this. Brandon Ralph. Brand, yeah, Brandon Ralph. He's from Iowa. I like him. Uh, he is uh, Ray Palmer slash The Atom. Uh, we also have uh, Heat Wave. Uh, Mick, Mick Rory is the character's name. Uh, some, some Steel Dude. Uh, we have the Vixen kind of uh myra is her character's name uh wally west joined this seat this season which is cool uh he jumped over from flash to the legends team uh what did you say he ran over he speeded over yeah. sped over rushed over how many more uh the source items can we get out of here speed synonyms ran, flew, <laughs> rushed sprinted jogged he didn't he he doesn't jog well he jogs really fast yeah that's the that's running <laughs> Ran? We already did that. Oh, crap. <laughs> did we say sprinted? Probably. Oh. Zoomed. He did zoom. He fooshed. <laughs> anyway, he joined the cast. Um, some other... I don't remember her name. The, she she has a totem of some kind. Anyway, a bunch of new characters, a bunch of different people. Uh, Rip was on the season. Rip Hunter was on here. Uh, we had a, we had people leave this season. Just a lot of... It's, what I can say is this show is... But it's the closest thing to a comic book you're going to get on TV, um, even more so than than Gotham. Gotham has a lot of villains and stuff, but it's you know it's still kind of like an origin bat like origin for Batman type thing and like a, a Gordon story. Whereas whereas Legends is it's like something new every week with a different time period, uh, a bunch of characters coming in and out that you know from the Arrowverse and new ones coming into. Um, it. it it's it's just a lot of fun, and, and it has it has a lot of uh, like comedic elements to it. It's it's really actually it's it's one of the funnier shows out there actually because of the dynamic that the team has because they have like a core of people, and then they throw these other ones in and out. Like the core people are Sarah Lance, uh, Heatwave guy, Brandon Routh. That's that's really it. I mean that that's those are the three that if you have them in consistently, and then they throw these other people in, and it changes the dynamic of the team and and the different jokes, and you learn about these people and the personalities and stuff. Uh, but it's it's really good. There's, there's so many different senses of humor and and the way they play these characters off. Um, the season kind of focused around there's this uh, time demon called Mollusk that they uh, that they were trying to keep trapped in, and Damian Dark. Uh, is back from Arrow, and he was also in the last season of, of Legends too. Uh, he was trying to to release it so that he could, him and his daughter could kind of rule the world, and along with Mollusk. And so that that's really what it focused around. And each week they started off trying to find these these totem things to try and and uh, prevent the Legends from stopping them. And then they went to different periods of time, and 
there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happened. And there's this thing called the Time Bureau now that that is uh, kind of like the governing body of time, and that's run by this uh, by this uh, love interest ends up being of of Sarah and Sarah Lance. So there's that dynamic going on. Uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, there's there's it's it's really weird and random at times. And I was telling you about the finale today about how, who the, about yeah. about who the who Mollusk ends up fighting. I won't spoil it for anyone who wants to watch it or still needs to watch the finale. But I don't know. It's it's just it's just a, a lot of fun to watch and and genuinely is really funny. And you like the characters a lot. The, none of the characters are are. They, all the characters bring something to the table, and none of them are, are dis, you can, none of them you can really dislike. I, I think that they've really hit their stride and know who they are, and I think the show will continue for a while. It's, it's my favorite CW show easily, uh, and it's it's creeping up there for my it's it's challenging Gotham for my favorite superhero show for sure. Well, that's high praise. Um, would you say that it's is it really kind of sprinting right now? Is this the best season so far? Oh yeah, yeah. This season, it it definitely knew what it's doing. Uh, I mean, and it brought in some old characters as well. Brought in Captain Cold for a bit. So I just love how they can throw these characters in and out, um, and and really, it doesn't re- like a lot of shows that do that. It kind of can change the dynamic, but it it'll change it slightly, but in good ways, and and allow allow those inside jokes and and allow for just a little bit of different tone, but at the same time keeping that same core that you've known from the entire series run. The first season took itself a little more seriously, I thought, but this the second season and this one especially really ramped up the 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 comed- the comedic elements and allowed the characters to kind of be more free instead of s- stiff and rigid and been there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh what's cool too is like like I said it feels like a comic book cuz like each week is separate but all together and they have their own beats like sarah every week will have a different like funny quip to for for the time period they're going to um to get them going so like you know kind of how like oliver queen will have like suit up that type of thing she'll have like let's go to the ball and they'll be going to like a dance that week or everybody get your get your guns ready not they're actually they're they're a lot funnier than i would say but uh (laughs) What? <laughs> I don't buy it. Yeah, everybody, giddy up! They'll say that that shit uh, for if they're going to the West, Old West, you know, like that type of stuff. So, are you saying there's puns? There's there's hella puns in this show. I might need to watch it then. There, there's, there's, I heart puns. There's tons of puns in this show. <laughs> puns of plenty. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fun. It, it, it is. It, it is. It's one of the one of the more fun shows out there. It's good. Well, good. Uh, you know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about the CW and the success that they're having lately. And and, and Legends is definitely one of those. Uh, it's highly rated, highly mm-hmm. uh, highly critically yeah, it's 100, received as well. Yeah, Hunter and Rotten Tomatoes, so that's pretty cool. Which amazes me that mm-hmm. people dig it that much. But I think it's, I think it's and one of the things that you mention a lot is it knows what it is. Yeah. And it doesn't try to be anything else. It's not melodramatic. It, there's, there's a few melodramatic moments. Um you know, like some love things or someone dies, but nothing like the, the arrow or flash or anything like, like as soon as, um, like the, the finale, one of the guys is saying goodbye to the girl that he loves and there's some tears involved, but, um, he says goodbye and kisses her and then turns around and he's like, don't look back, don't look back, don't look back, you know, like that shit, you know, like he's, he's being funny. Like it, it's still funny, but not too overly dramatic, you know? I like it. I like the sound of it. And I'm sure that there are folks out there who are who are watching this. I think my brother watches it. Does he? Yeah, and he likes it a lot. Yeah, it's so, good. It's funny. Yeah. Anything else on Legends of Tomorrow? 
Uh, yeah, it'll be back for season four. Uh, they're adding, I said Constantine earlier, he's going to be a series regular. I think Wally West is going to remain a series regular. Um, and then her love interest from the season, she's like, she's the Sarah's love interest from the season, um, who is, uh, the leader of the time, the, the owner leader, whatever of time bureau, uh, she's going to be a series regular as well. So, um, I like that they're adding some of these more permanently, but still allowing her some flexibility in and out. Mm-hmm. So. Well, there you go. Season four of Legends of Tomorrow will be out this fall. And any time now, you can expect to see Legends of Tomorrow on, on Netflix. No, yeah, I think it should be out to, maybe even today. I don't know. Um, if they're still a crazy deal where they put all the whole I season on. I don't know if watch. they're still doing that. Maybe they'll wait till... Uh, you know what? I think they wait till all of the shows are done. Mm. So, which might not be till later on in like June when Supergirl ends potentially. Because that's been off the air for a while. Um, Flash comes back this week. Arrow's been back for a couple weeks. So they'll, they'll all be ending it sometime in May or June, I think. Well, there you go. The CW Heroverse is alive and well. And all those, like we said, coming back for next season. Make sure that you uh, keep coming back to the SoCo Show. Sess TV Corner is going to have reviews on all of these seasons as they end. So you can expect a few more of those coming up. But this week, it was Legends of Tomorrow. Next week will be The Walking Dead. Ooh, little tease about next season. I like it. Or about the next, next season. Next episode. I like it. Let's get into movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. So we're going to get into a few reviews and a few trailers. But before we do that, let's get a couple pieces of quick hitter news. Uh, Seth, tell me what you think of these things, and I'll do the same. We have, first, the author of Ready Player One. His name is Ernest Klein. He's also written one other book. It's called Armada, and it's basically about a kid. A hotel. It's about a, a, it's about a hotel. No, it's about a kid. Oh, who, that's a Ramada. Yeah, it's Ramada. My mom runs a Ramada. Yeah. Hey, Mom. Anyway. I hope um, she's not listening. I think she listens sometimes. Does she? Yeah. Say hi to my mom. Kyle! <laughs> Um, Armada. So it's about a kid who plays a lot of video games and then because of that gets recruited to fly to pilot a spaceship in a space war because um, he's uniquely qualified because he's good at video games. And that sounds silly, but it's actually pretty good. Isn't that isn't that like a similar premise to like The Last Starfighter? Yes. Okay. Yes, it and is. also kind of like uh, Ender's Game when he, they're playing the game. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a similar But then one. they don't realize that they're actually killing people. Right. Well, spoilers for Ender's Game. Oh, Holy crap. if people haven't read that, yeah, it's like a eat a book. fucking entire dick. <laughs> uh, go on and read Ender's Game if yeah. you haven't yet. It's a fantastic book. Yeah. Or better yet, listen to it on Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash SoCo. And you can do it for free. Free! <laughs> <laughs> I saw you had that loaded up as soon as I brought it up. Anyway, Armada, is, it's a very fun, it's kind of similar in the same vein as Ready Player One. Very fun, very kind of lighthearted. Um, not as deep, I would say, mm. as Ready Player One. It's a lot shorter, a lot quicker. Um, but it is a good book. And what we found out lately is that it is having a movie in the works. Mm. Um, a, a screenwriter has been announced and they are fully going into production, basically based off of the success of Ready Player One now. So, uh, what do you think of this? Do you think that they should keep the Klein train running? I mean, it's it's a classic Hollywood move. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, if, if that one worked, I, I haven't listened or read read to uh, read 
read to. I haven't listened to or read Armada. I know you told me to for a couple times now, but I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. not. It's not as. It's not as much of something I would be into as from the sounds of it as Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hesitant to to listen to it, but yeah. It is. It's a little more on the geeky. It's a little less pop and a little more geek. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, but it is good. I enjoy it a lot. I highly recommend it. You can also get that one on Audible, audibletrial.com/soco to do so for free. Free. <laughs> <laughs> but the the movie is in the works. It'll be a couple years. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Classic Hollywood move. They want to keep cashing in on Ernest Klein. I like it. Speaking of earnings, Black Panther <laughs> has now earned. Wow. <laughs> over it's you're, like, you're great at segues uh you know I, i'm one of the best one of the best anyway black panther has now passed titanic in the u.s box office it is mm. now the number three biggest film of all time in america behind only America. behind only uh star wars the force awakens and avatar this is probably as far as it'll go there's a pretty big gap between it and uh force awakens now mm so I, I, it doesn't look like it'll probably get there. But, uh, you know, to land in third all time is still pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we've kept track of Black Panther's box office as, as time goes on. Um, so you've heard us mention it a lot of times. Does this does it passing Titanic have any big significance to you? I mean, it's pretty, still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's for a movie that they said wouldn't break like 150 for the weekend that it came out. And didn't really have much legs after that for what people saw, most people said because it came out in February and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, it's pretty pretty incredible. And the fact that it's still in theaters, still in the top three, and they just announced it's coming out on, on Blu-ray in a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, too. So, yeah. That was a quick turnaround for the for the Blu-ray, though. Uh, it, does, it does feel quick. Three months. Because, yeah, it came out in February. It comes out in, in, came out in theaters in February, like the 18th or something like that. It comes out on... 4K Blu-ray on May 8th. So, that is quick. Yeah. So May 8th, make sure you get your Black Panther 4K Blu-ray or DVD or digital I think, download. I think it comes out on. That. I think it comes out on digital and 4K Blu-ray on the 8th, and then like regular Blu-ray and DVD on the 15th. Well, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, not long. Three yeah, months. that's that's really fast. Normally, it seems like six at least like six months, five to six I think months. I want to keep the momentum. Probably. I think. That's and what then we're going for. then because uh, that that's the week before. Uh, or week after, weekish after Avengers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just going to be making lots of money. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this: Do you think Avengers will pass Black Panther? That's hard. That's hard. I think that'll have it'll have a better opening weekend for sure. Um, I, it, right now it's tracking for two hundred two hundred twenty five million. I think that's about what Black Panther did. Um, usually tracking numbers are low with superhero movies, especially. I think it'll, I think it'll end up around 250, um, which could pass, um, could make it number one all time close to it or no, it, it not number one. I think number one's ex- like impossible to, to get. Um, but I think force away or last Jedi holds number two actually right now. Mm. Um, I think it could, I think it'll pass last Jedi and become the number two. Isn't it, isn't like number one passion of the Christ or something like that? For opening weekend, I can't. It could be. I Passion has some weird records. Yeah, I can't remember that. Anyway, I think I think it'll beat opening weekend for sure. I think it'll be the highest opening weekend Marvel movie of all time. But long term, it, it the thing about Black Panther is it had nothing in front of it right for weeks, and Avengers is going to have two weeks, I think, and then Deadpool. 
mm-hmm. and then like Solo comes out a few weeks after that, and there's some other movies kind of sprinkled in there. June's another big month with some movies. Uh, it's just I, I think it'll be hard to 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 stain mm-hmm. unless it's like an amazing movie and people just keep going back over and over and over and over again. Then maybe. Um, and you're going to get the, the Black Panther audience again because he's in it, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, 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 do, I don't know if it's going to beat Black Panther for the long haul. I agree with you. I, I don't think it will. And that's not to say – I think you're right on the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you there. I don't think it's going to have the legs just because of the competition. Mm-hmm. So it's been about two months right now as of today mm-hmm. since Black Panther came out. And there's been nothing else come out. Mm-hmm. Two months after Avengers comes out. We'll have seen Han Solo, Deadpool, Incredibles. Mm, yeah, I forgot about um, that. And like three or four other big Hollywood blockbusters because it's the summer season, you know, and that's the nature of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't think that Avengers will be too sad. I don't think Marvel's going to be bummed if Avengers doesn't pla- pass <laughs> Black Panther because they'll still have made probably two and a half billion between mm-hmm. the two movies. I could see Avengers doing better internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther didn't do internationally quite as well relative to its u.s mm-hmm. as a lot of these do um specifically like in china right but um we'll see yeah i agree I, I don't think it quite gets there but it'll have a huge explosion for those first few weeks for sure yeah speaking of deadpool one of the side characters in that movie is going to be played by tj miller who i think is probably officially one of hollywood's stupidest fucking people <laughs> wouldn't you say oh he's 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 a genius <laughs> so if you didn't know the latest news with tj miller is that he called in a bomb threat on a train and now potentially could go to jail for five years five years yeah and apparently he was drunk was arguing with a woman on a bus and i guess as a joke or as a way to get at her he reported her with a bomb threat which is pretty fucking uncool and not (laughs) funny tj miller you dumb fucking idiot and this this doesn't surprise me because there have been reports in the last couple years he was he left silicon valley because apparently he was an asshole and they didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had reports of some some sexual misconduct come out earlier this year. Yep. And now something like this. Is he ever going to work again? I don't know. We'll see how long he goes to jail for. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say never work again because it's not as like a lot of the a lot of what's come out is is not as like egregious as like Kevin Spacey and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, sounds like he's not a fun guy to work with. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I, I I feel like his his immediate future is a little a little rough. Um, I and maybe even a little bit of his the Deadpool kind of that's coming up too. I don't know how much he's in it, of course, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, he definitely has. I I think he's a moron, and I wouldn't work with him. But Mm-mm. that's just me. Yeah, he's lucky that the last two movies he's going to be in for a little while are Ready Player One and Deadpool Two. Yeah. So he's going to do all right money-wise for a little while at least. But we'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get work for very long. Also in the superhero realm, we got a little news about the upcoming Batgirl movie. Yeah, Batgirl. <laughs> She's a superhero. <laughs> she can fly. She has bat wings. No, she, uh, yeah, they. it was originally being written and directed by Joss Whedon. And then that whole thing went through with, you know, the allegations against him and and just him in general not being a cool guy, apparently. And so we have a new writer and director. Uh, the Her name is Christina Hodson. 
And uh, it's definitely, you know, definitely in good hands because uh, she is writing Bumblebee, which is definitely on my most anticipated list of shit this coming year. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, she's done. She has actually done one other thing that wasn't terrible. I can't remember what it was now off the top of my head. You don't but... know if Bumblebee is going to be terrible. It's got John Cena. Oh, my God. Doesn't I get. It... Yeah, it does. And Haley Steinfeld, who I actually like. But there you go. It's fucking Transformers. Uh, we, when we saw Quiet Place, I saw Platinum Dunes, and I about threw up because I knew it was Michael Bay. So, <laughs> um, so I don't know. We'll see, though. I, I mean, I pff, Batgirl could be a cool movie. I'm, I mean, I, I'm excited for that property. I would be more excited to see something kind of like uh, along the lines of uh, the Gotham City Sirens and Birds of Prey than just her by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if they did like the storyline of of her becoming potentially like Oracle, even though that gets kind of nasty in the comic books, yeah. if they could do it in a more appropriate way of her becoming Oracle and, and that type of thing, maybe, I don't know. Well, there's just, there's different places they can go and, and the DC universe is so wide open in terms of the films. I, I really don't care that much though. Yeah. We're going to see it's, I don't know how they're going to get anyone to care about this though mm-hmm. at this point. Um, cause you, you missed the female empowerment bus. Mm-hmm. You missed, uh, anyone caring about the DCEU. That ship has fucking sailed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time it comes out. Unless it comes out around the time Wonder Woman 2 comes out. Cause that'll, that'll get the hype going oh, again. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But, or they tease it during Wonder Woman 2 or something. Um, I, and there, there's a lot of hype around that Martin Scorsese one that's, because apparently uh, Joaquin Phoenix is tied to being the Joker, which mm-hmm. would be pretty cool, actually. Scorsese and, and Joaquin Phoenix would be pretty sweet. And they even talked about like that it's not going to be. It's going to. It's not going to be. That one's not going to be tied to the DCEU, and it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of an original thing. And Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, he's he's a weird dude, um, but his his movies are very. They're they're more artsy than not, and so I think that. With him involved, or Scorsese involved, I think that could be really cool. So maybe that gets the hype going again for a Batgirl thing. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. DC is just a whole hodgepodge right now. Yeah. Not a lot of consistency there. So we got a release date on, I think, pretty much everyone who's our age's favorite childhood movie as a kid. You got a fan in me. It's not mine. So I'll I'll let you talk about the news. You got a fan in me. Anyone crying yet? (laughs) <laughs> you know, Cody talks about crying to Jurassic Park, right? Toy Story is what a real, a real person, you know, person who's really in touch with their emotions. That's what they cry to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story 4, that's right, the fourth installment, uh, is going to be released July, I'm not looking at my notes, July 21st, 2019. Am I right? I don't know. Did you not write it down? What a good producer you are. This is your news. I told you I don't care about Toy Story. You should you should care about it because it's going to win another Oscar. July 21st, 2019. Yes, I just looked at my notes. Um, it's So, because you've heard about the John Lasseter thing, right? Him being kind of a tool and stuff. Yeah. Um, this is actually going to be written and co-directed by c- people who made uh, Inside Out and Coco. So, okay, now you have my interest. So, because those two movies are fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's gonna have some some good, some good uh, some good talent behind it. Uh, I, I'm interested to see this what the story's gonna be because Andy's gone now, and they he died. They, yeah, they murdered him. 
What? Yeah, lots. I gotta lo- watch Toy Story three. Well, lots of Huggins just he suffocated him. Oh my god! With his fur, and uh, but uh, no, it sounds like there might be some more kind of like the uh, focused on like the female type thing because like Barbie and Ken have a relationship now, so that's cool. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. They haven't really released anything about the story, but I'm excited. I love Toy Story. I would see that any day of the week. So, and with that, with with those people behind it, I think it could be really good. Yeah, if I'm if I go, it'll be because of them. I still haven't watched Toy Story. I just I just never really gravitated to Toy Story like a lot of people do. I saw the first one, really really enjoyed the first one, mm-hmm. but the second one turned me off. And I well, never you shouldn't be turning my toys anyway, you freak. Well, women are. <laughs> and I think everyone agrees that Toy Story Two is not very good. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They don't. What? Let's, let's pull up the thermometer. Okay, ask one. Which is the worst? I mean, it's definitely the third but, best. Okay. Yeah, it's the third best, but it doesn't mean it's bad. You know, that's like saying what? you compare that to like Cars two, Cars three, doesn't even compare. I didn't see those. But like, like the Toy Stories are are a resounding like the the three of the best Pixar movies. What? No, not Toy Story two. Toy Story two, hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. Suck oh, it. it fucking is not. Yes, it is. What? You looked at Toy Story 3. No, Toy Story 2. So you mean to tell me that Toy Story 3 is not Here, as good let, as Toy Story 2? Let's hear Let's hear the... the. I prefer Toy Story 3, but that was because that movie, it had more... I, I could relate way more to that movie because it came out at a time when I was when like I was growing up, just like Andy was. Mm-hmm. It, I aged with that movie. So I, I related to that one more. But to, I, I guess the critics... Critic consensus... The rare sequel that arguably improves on its predecessor, Get Toy Story 2, uses inventive storytelling, gorgeous animation, and a talented cast to deliver rich movie-going experience for all ages. Nope. I refuse to believe that it's better than the first one. I'm pretty sure it was not what I needed for an Oscar, too. So, Animated Oscar, but so was Ferdinand. So was Ferdinand, yeah. Toy you made my point for me. Story 3. 99% Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So, so Toy to Rotten Tomatoes. Story. Toy Store. <laughs> Uh, 100% Rotten Tomatoes. So they're the same. Why? They're not the fucking same. <laughs> We're going to fight about... Okay, here's another... People, you need to help us out here. That is the highest rated franchise probably in the history of movies in terms of in terms of critic on Rotten Tomatoes. I... I don't... Maybe I need to watch these again. But now I'm afraid I'm tainted because I've been carrying around a negative thought about Toy Story 2 for like 15 years. To be fair, I've only watched it like once or twice. Um... Because I think it came out at a time where I was, like, getting... I don't know when it came out, but I think I was kind of starting to get away from animated stuff and more mm. into live-action type stuff. But I remember enjoying it. I, I didn't. And I loved the first one. I beat the shit out of that VHS tape mm-hmm. that I Me had. Me too. And watched the second one, didn't fucking care. And so mm. I never watched the third one. Also because you and Mike went without me like dicks. <laughs> and you, you held each other I still remember... No, you... I still remember you didn't want to go. You didn't want to go because I you, don't know. yeah, you're like a oh, fuck Toy Story. Okay, well then fine. That's what. Is this still what I think? So watch them. I have Toy Story three. You just need to rent Toy Story two. I'm definitely not going to pay to see it. I'll I'll rent it. Tell you what, you watch The Matrix, and I'll watch Toy Story. We'll do a trade. You watch <laughs> you watch The Matrix, and it's got to be the whole trilogy since I'm watching this whole fucking trilogy. Well, you watch all you the get the Matrix. better fucking movies. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people hate. People hate the two ma- two Matrix sequels, and I hate Toy Story two. Yeah, but mo- and I'm saying that you're getting the better trilogy because the people. Mm. 
Was the Matrix nominated for any sort of Oscars? Yes. What, special effects? Yes. <laughs> well, Toy Story got to win animated, where, again, I remind you, Ferdinand was nominated. And you know Boss what? Baby. And the bo- those are two classics. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still, I put out the offer. I will sit and watch all of the Toy Story sequel, the to- all of the trilogy, if you do it for the Matrix. I'm not going to watch the entire trilogy. Yep. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Uh, we need your help here, Internet. We need we need some resolution here. Tell us, get on Twitter, Soko Show Pod. Let us know if Toy Story Two is any good. And <laughs> it's clearly good. It's a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. And get on there and tell Seth that he trade me. I I, I will do it. I will watch all of Toy Story. I'm, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch price. one decent movie. That and is a, my price. A, a heaping pile of shit for the other ones compared to your three pieces of gold you're going to watch. Okay, so I get to sit through two hours of a movie that I've seen one hundred times. A movie that I've already decided I didn't like just to get to the one everyone thinks is good. So I think it's a fair trade. Everyone thinks the first is, is great. That's what I'm saying. I and, think it's great. I've and, seen it a And then the third one is, is great. The and the second the one, one is good. This is out of hand. We got to move on. People, get on the internet and tell us what you All think. All right. What's our next bet then? We can do that. Oh, if we do another bet, it's going to be something I win. I'll tell you that right damn now. Because <laughs> I'm going to keep betting the Matrix until I win. Now I'm all hot. Because you're wrong about how good movies are? First of all, I'm never wrong. <laughs> and second of all, <laughs> there's not a second of all, that's all. Second of all is you suck. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've had some new trailers come out over the last week. I don't watch them. Seth, you do. Uh, tell us what you watched and what you thought. Yeah, we got three trailers. Uh, Jared did a couple of, or he, I know he did one. Did he do a reaction? He did some Stardust reactions to a couple mm-hmm. of these, I think. Uh, the first one that came out that, came out on Sunday while we are watching some Wrestlemania, uh, was the Han Solo or Solo, a Star Wars story trailer. Now, I had been hesitant to watch this because I don't really care about this movie at all or have had, hadn't cared about this movie at all. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I enjoy it. And from what I had seen from the first trailer, uh, the, I don't know, it looked fine. But the second trailer actually made me a little bit more excited. You get a lot more action uh, in this trailer, it looks like it's going to be a pretty action-packed movie. You know, because like Rogue One was pretty slow, uh-huh. much more story-based, things like that. I think this one will be a lot more of an action heist western type movie. Uh, you get a lot of him and Chewie in this trailer. The guy Alden Ehrenreich, he's definitely not Han Solo. So I think <laughs> you're going to have to you're going to have to suspend your your belief of him being Han Solo from the from the get from the get go. Uh, but you get that. You get to see a little bit more of uh, Woody Harrelson. I think he'll be a cool character. You get to see the Millennium Falcon. But Millennium Falcon is different looking. Um, the front of it is, like, not separated. You know how, like, the Millennium Falcon oh. is, like, square? It's, like, a long piece. So huh. maybe something has to happen there in the movie, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but the the real star is Lando. I think you get more of him in this trailer. He Donald Glover is a He's a boss. I oh, love him. Lando, I can fucking get. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna steal this movie. Uh, people are really impressed with him and from the trailer, and also Chewbacca. You can see some Chewbacca action with uh, maybe a little bit of a love interest in this one potentially. What? That might actually um, make the Star Wars Christmas story or Christmas special canon. Oh jeez. So, but uh, him and Lando, I think will will steal the movie for sure. And yeah, I, I'm I'm more excited from this. Just seeing it's very action packed. Look, there's like a a train looking thing they're battling on. It's like a space train looking thing. Uh, it looks like a lot of this takes place kind of like in a snowy environment. 
too. So I don't know, it looks fun. It looks. It, I'm, I'm more excited for it than I was. I'm not saying fuck this movie. I'm kind of like, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, that's generally what I've heard is mm-hmm. it's in, it's increased people's excitement for mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and yeah, I like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited. I'm, I'm more excited. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's Star Wars, and as soon as it hits, I'm going to be vibrating in my seat, waiting for it to start. But yeah. until then, I am content with uh, being hopeful that it that it will be good. Yeah, the second one I'll be pretty brief on the Meg. Uh, it's a fucking giant shark against Jason Statham. Isn't it short for the Megalodon? Or Megalodon, something? which it actually was a, a real thing. What? Yeah, in like prehistoric times. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. It's not a true story. <laughs> Jason Statham really didn't punch a nine hundred yeah. foot shark. In he the didn't days. beat up a shark. Uh, the thing is huge, though. I mean, it it has some pretty bad CG in the trailer. Even oh no, like it's not it's not like CW levels. It's like it's good CG, but it's bad CG. You know, uh, there's like a giant squid that like tries crushing a thing, and and uh, the shark tries biting through the water station thing that they're in. Hmm. Um, you get to see like the shadow underneath the water where there's a bunch of swimmers and stuff. And I don't know it, whatever it's got like a, it's got almost like a, a, like a campy feel to it. Like the beginning of it takes itself very seriously. And then like it plays somewhere beyond the sea. I love that song. It's a fun song, but it's also like, what tone are you going for? Mm-hmm. It's also based off a book too, like a horror book that it's like a legitimate horror book that people really like. Um, Uh-oh. and, the way that they're taking it doesn't seem to be like horror based. Like it, it'll have horror base to it, but not, you know, mm. I don't know. It Jason Statham doing a lot of actiony stuff and uh Brain Wilson's in it, I guess. He's gonna be the comedic relief. Is he a scientist? I something like that. I don't yeah. know. Sea man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um There's I think there's a couple other comedic people in it too, but I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, we'll see. Not high hopes for that. I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> uh, but the last trailer is one I did not know anything about till I saw it. I scrolled through Facebook one day, and it was a promoted trailer. It came out last week. But holy shit, I want to see this movie now. It's called Upgrade. Uh, it's made by Blumhouse. Uh, Blumhouse Tilt is the name of the, the production company. Um, so they must be going into more uh, different type of movies now than just horror. But uh, so it's it's a this guy becomes... Uh, paralyzed, he's paraplegic from an accident. There's some sort of something happened to where there's suspicion around why this accident happened, and he, you know, he's talking about his family's dead and he's never going to walk again. And so this scientist guy comes up to him and says, uh, "What if we can change that?" And he shows this little chip thing, looks like a little bit of like a little bug, and they put it on his spine, and he's able to walk and move and stuff again. Well, this this chip thing also is like an AI, so it. It's like Jarvis. He can always hear it. No one else can hear it, but he can hear it. It's inside of his head. And this this chip thing can control his body as well. So he's able to he's able to, to move on his own without it, but this thing can also take over his body. But it makes him like super, super strong, super fast, super smart. Can this this uh AI can like see things that he can't even. So like he'll he's like looking at the screen and he notices uh, an address that he couldn't see before. That type of thing. So it's definitely going to be like a, a an action comedy, maybe a horror. I don't know. I can't really tell if there's horror elements. I watched this like three times now. There's really not any horror elements, but it's definitely there's some really funny moments, but it's fucking brutal. <laughs> like this, the, there's some nasty 
like knife things that are going. You got to watch the Red Band trailer if you're going to watch it because that'll give you the best indication of what this movie is going to be. Um, he does this nasty thing where, with a knife where like because like anything someone does to him, like he can't die because every time someone co- comes after him, he like makes this weird. He make he'll make a like a weird rigid movement because he's like very like robotic when when the thing takes over him. He's like very robotic moving, but he's also just like a fucking ninja. There, that's mm-hmm. even a joke in the in the trailer too. Um, but he, he's just like, he's like superhuman. Like it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, but there's like the thing with, with a knife where stabs a guy in the arm and the back. And then, uh, the guy goes to his knee and he takes the knife in his mouth and like just pulls. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and they show his mouth just like splits like, a. Uh, you know how I got these scars. <laughs> yeah. It's like that Joker origin movie. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> But yeah, it's that's how you if you saw it, you'd make that same thing. But there's a ton of those. Like there's he's really good at the gun too. So there's like precision shots, and it's like a sweet action packed trailer. But he's like a superhuman. But it's funny. It revenge movie. I can't fucking wait. June. I'm, so, I'm in. June first is when it comes oh, shit, out. It's soon. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I want to see this. I'm pumped. I can't wait to see it. So yeah, that that was a surprise. But because it, it was it came out uh, the premiere came out at South by I think. Mm. South by Southwest in Texas, and uh, people were raving about this. Like, you have to see this movie. Hmm. Uh, so I think it's going to be kind of like a like a better Hardcore Henry, maybe. It's not it's not first person, but like kind of that similar sure. action type, the same like comedy, more more funny than Hardcore Henry, I think. But because mm. yeah, the AI is actually really funny too in it. Mm. Like he's making jokes. Like I said, the ninja thing. Um, he he. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a part in the trailer where the guy's like. He's got a knife. That's where the knife thing comes. In. The, he, the guy's fighting. He's like, he's got a knife, and then he like takes it from the guy. He's like, now we have a knife, like that type <laughs> of stuff. So, yeah, it's funny. Anybody in this we know? Not that I saw. Huh. So interesting. Maybe some stars in the making if it, uh, if it ends up being good. I hope. I hope it's good. It 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 looks incredible. Just it sounds that, dope. I yeah. Would, I, yeah. I I've not heard of it. Uh, yeah. But just from your explanation of this trailer, I, I, it's something I'll go. It see. looks great. There's gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot of those. Oh no! Moments <laughs> in it. <laughs> I, that's the one like I try not to talk a whole lot during movies but <laughs> when there's something like that though you'll hear me yeah <laughs> it was it was hard well I mean, we can't spoil it the I'd say oh. there's that moment with the nail in uh oh in, yeah and uh quiet place where it's oh. just like <laughs> yeah that's pretty rough yeah uh but yeah it sounds like uh two pretty good trailers and one uh maybe funny trailer I guess to watch one pooper so uh, we'll, uh, I'll link to those trailers in the description if you want to catch them for yourself. Otherwise, if you're like me, don't watch them. Mm. Let's review some movies that I think we're going to agree on. So we went to uh, two together this weekend. Uh, the first was Blockers. Blockers. We're going to have a ride home coming out. Um, well, by the time this video drops, it'll come out. Or this podcast is... By the time this podcast releases, the ride home will be out. Um, and you can find that, as always, on Jared Buckendall YouTube channel, uh, where you'll also find his review. I know he's been to, to A Quiet Place and Blockers as well, which are the two movies we're going to do. So just quickie reviews here. Um, but I think Blockers was a, a pleasant surprise for both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that we went in expecting to be really dumb and funny. And it was it was dumb and funny, but in a way that we really enjoyed and appreciated. It was kind of refreshing. Yep. In a way that a lot of comedy hasn't really been. I'm thinking of like The House last year. Mm-hmm. Just was Baywatch. Flat. Yeah. Baywatch last year was flat. But uh, Game Night and now Blockers this year has been a really nice little little streak 
going on for for comedy lately yeah i hope i I hope it continues uh yeah definitely a a really good movie a lot of fun really funny there's some really good moments uh in terms of comedy and just kind of some touching moments in there with with the whole like coming of age and growing up and stuff which i didn't expect um i do know though that coming up soon we'll have some comedies well deadpool 2 is kind of a comedy so hopefully that 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 goes through but then we got god damn melissa mccarthy with a life of the party so, We've already been too worked up on this. No more Melissa McCarthy. On yeah, this. so she uh, she'll, we'll have that coming up. So I, I guarantee she's going to ruin that streak. So <laughs> the other movie, uh, well, I'll, you can, you do your quickie review on this one. It's it's a Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quiet Place. Uh, as documented on this show, as I I detest horror movies for the most part, but <laughs> every once in a while I'll I'll go to one that intrigues me for various reasons, depending on like the the premise or what people are saying about it. I. I, part of me went to this too because uh, reviews had been crazy good, and it, you know a lot, a lot of a lot of praise for it. And so last year I missed missed on the Get Out train. <laughs> I had to go back and watch it later uh, around the time that Oscars were coming out. So that took some time out of my day. <laughs> but, so I decided that you know the crazy good praise for a Quiet Place. I better go check it out now. So I, I manned up and I uh, decided to to. Take the the scares, and I really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Going to it, uh, I, I think I said on the video if it, if it doesn't get edited out um, that it's it's my favorite of the year so far, and I I loved this movie just it, from beginning to end. I was I, I was I was entranced by this movie the, the entire time. I my butthole is still still pretty tight. Gross. So uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. I loved it. Yeah, I, I agree with all that stuff. Definitely one of the best. One of the best this year so far. It's mm-hmm. not my top one, like you mm-hmm. said, but uh, very, very excellent. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, we had a similar, you mentioned Get Out. Mm-hmm. Kind of had a similar experience last year where last year it was Jordan Peele. We know him for his comedy, kind mm-hmm. of very well known for doing one thing. Comes out, directs this horror movie. It blows up. Mm-hmm. Now this year, John Krasinski, obviously known just for The Office, mm-hmm. gets to direct A Quiet Place, brings on Emily Blunt, fantastic movie, a lot of high praise, making a ton of money right now. Yep. Why is this happening? <laughs> it's weird. Is there anything we can point to that said, like, why are these guys uniquely, is it just because they're crazy and talented and it just so happened that they were put into comedy first? Do you think that's what it is? I don't or know. Or is something about the shows that they were on or their experience before make them uniquely qualified to do these horror movies? I, I don't know. That, that's an inter- interesting thing because Krasinski has gotten into the the directing. He's directed a couple of indie type movies. Um, he, a lot of people say he was he was excellent in that that Thirteen Hours movie. Is that what that that yep. is? Is it Thirteen Hours or is it uh, uh, Thirteen Hours? Okay, yeah. a lot of people really liked him in that. He's got the Jack Ryan show now on Amazon too. Yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so no, I mean the people have known he's talented for a while, but I, I think comedy does have something to to do with it because comedy and horror are very related mm-hmm. um but even i mean in drama too i there, there's i think it's one of the hardest things in the world is to be funny mm-hmm. and especially like on a stage like that or on a show and, and things like that so I, I think that it does help out um just they're just creative too i mean to to write jokes and be funny and, and act like that you have to be very creative and i think that they both do a, a really good job of being creative and original and I don't know. It was cool. I almost think that it, if there's anything that you can pull directly from comedy and apply to horror, it's that comedians they ha- they're somehow in tuned with they know what they know how 
what they say will make people feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they know that if I say this, people will laugh at it. And I think that you can just take that same skill and apply it to if I do this, people will be scared. Right. And I think that might be it or, or at least part of it. Because both these guys obviously know how to make us laugh and know how to make me shit my pants. <laughs> so both these very creative ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, Krasinski didn't come up with the original idea, but he did co-write the screenplay. Uh, fun fact, the original writers of this movie are Iowa. They're mm. from Iowa boys. Went to the University of Iowa just down the street from us. Um, so that's always fun when it, when there's local folks involved. But Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. So make a make a bold prediction. Who do you think is the next comedy actor that's going to come out and make a great horror movie? Um, good comedy actor, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan's going to be in a great horror movie. I could see it. No, I don't know. That's that's interesting because it's like it's hard to think about. Hey, you never know where it's going to come from, right? Because I mean, you... two years ago, if you had said the two the two best movie the two best horror movies to come out in the next two years mm-hmm. are going to be by Jim from The Office and Peel, right? <laughs> you know, right. Well, I think it's just interesting too, in terms of the to to the where to where the the comedy genre, it, not comedy horror genre, is going right now, because the three most successful horror movies in the last year have all been not traditional, mm-hmm. in the last not count like, in the last twelve months, I guess. Yeah, uh, have not have been or it's fourteen months uh, have been not traditional horror movies. You had Get Out, which was a uh, kind of a drama horror. Uh, you had It, which was is the highest rated uh, R-rated movie of all time now. Or not highest rated, but highest grossing mm-hmm. R-rated movie of all time now, which was a mix of a coming of age and a, a comedy and a horror. And then you got Quiet Place, which is like a thriller, but it's it's a different. It, it's a silent film, mm-hmm. essentially. And I think that's interesting in itself because anymore for people to, because people, you know, people go, like people like you will go to, you know, your your conjurings and your, Saw, not really saws, but I guess Conjuring's is really the the, <laughs> the most successful franchise right now, uh, other than you know some of these other one, the niche movies that are coming out, and they'll be pretty successful. They'll make their money and things like that. But the ones that really break through are the ones that aren't your typical. Happy Death Day is another example. Mm-hmm. That's another movie that did really well, but it was a different type of movie. It was a comedy, Groundhog's Day, but a horror. Uh, I think horror fans are in for more they, they want to see more creative horror movies mm-hmm. they don't want to see the same ghost death like that Winchester movie that movie was terrible God, no, it sucked. no one went right Mm-mm. and so I, th- I think it it's good because it's it's and that's I think that's another not thinking about it now too it, it's a relation to kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes thing is that people are tired of seeing the same old shit over and over and over again so they want to see something new and creative and and fun or something new and creative and really scary and t- terrifying I, th- I think it's cool and, and and it gets people like me who don't doesn't go to horror movies like ever mm-hmm. to to leave my house and go see these things and have that risk of being scared but also seeing something cool and, and new yeah and you're touching on something that i think is is super important here too and it's concepts are what get people mm-hmm. to these movies right um with Get Out, you had the race element that was prevalent in the previews, and with this, it's the, the silent film nature of it. Mm-hmm. There has to be something other than it's scary mm-hmm. in order to get you there. It was a little different. It had, obviously, the book and really good trailers and marketing mm-hmm. to get it going. But you get people in with a good concept. You mm-hmm. give them a good movie that happens to be scary, yep. and that's how you get a great horror movie. Some of these other ones, I'm going to go see Truth or Dare this weekend probably it's going to suck yep. because it's just here's probably just a bunch of jump scares around a really stupid premise that no mm-hmm. one cares about 
and that's most of the time what we've been getting. But when you come out with something that actually is an interesting concept, uh-huh. and again, just happens to have some scary scenes in it, that's mm-hmm. what people want to see, at least in in mass, right? So that's how you can be commercially successful because it is going to appeal to more people. There is still, like with horror in general, I, I was telling you this before, like 90% of horror movies, no one has ever seen mm-hmm. because the studios won't touch them because they're like super dark or super gory or too scary and they just don't appeal to the general people. Mm-hmm. But the ones that do, like you're saying, they can get people in there who's who don't want to go in and be scared because mm-hmm. it's not many people. I'm one of the few people that likes to be scared during a movie. So if they're going to get your ticket money, they got to rope them in with something else. And I right. think the movies that you've described so far uh, are, are doing just that. And I think too that with with these horror movies, like not it, but like Get Out, and then potentially from what I've been hearing and reading, A Quiet Place, these movies are are potentially award worthy of some yeah. some of the performances. And like that, that's the other thing is these horror movies, and it actually does this too. You're getting really good performances out of a lot mm-hmm. of horror movies. There's not good acting. It's Nameless just it's just the idiot. scares. It's just yep. the scares and people screaming and acting like they're dying. But like in a quiet place, especially, you see you can see the terror because they don't they can't talk. So you have to you have to see the emotion and the terror through Emily Blunt, who is an excellent actress. Oh my god, Emily Blunt in this. Emily Blunt has a scene in this movie where so last year in Get Out. I talked all, all year. I was talking about the one scene with the the um, housekeeper mm-hmm. where she's saying, like, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And she's having that moment there mm-hmm. with him. And I said, that is the best piece of acting I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Emily Blunt is better than that. Mm-hmm. That's still probably my favorite piece of acting I've ever seen. But this is very close. Yeah. And it very much reminded me of watching that scene. Mm-hmm. Because while – and you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the movie, you know what scene I'm talking about. She's having to act her way through something that – Nobody has to. Nobody has ever had to do that, mm-hmm. and so in order to put herself in that situation, it, it's incredible to watch yep. for one thing, and it's one of the most. It's probably the, like I probably gained muscle mass from being so tense <laughs> during those few minutes, and it was really just like you're saying, oh, almost award worthy. I would mm-hmm. say some of the performances. Yeah, I, and not only that, I think Krasinski with directing too, because. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have to, you know, he has to direct a movie where they have to do it all through their their visuals and some, you know, light breathing and things like that. Uh, but they're also acting against a CGI monster. Mm-hmm. So he has to tell them to to feel all this while not seeing the actors don't see. Plus, he had to do this for kids. There's yeah. multiple kids in this movie who we talked about it in, in the ride home, but like we hate the kids, <laughs> but you're supposed to. Yep. And these kids and one of them, he also directed a deaf person. Yeah. The, the girl the girl is actually deaf. I mean, like, he got these crazy good performances out of all of all these people while having to be scared of something that's not there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I think I, I hope that this movie – I hope that horror movies in general now with, with having these better performances get more recognition. If they're actually good, get more recognition come awards time because I, th- I do think this movie – should get some sort of recognition in, oh, yeah. in terms of directing and some of the performances well, in it. T- technically, everything about this was brilliant. The, mm-hmm. the way they did shots, the CGI that they did on a minimal budget, mm-hmm. but they were smart with how they used yeah, it. Yeah, $17 million. The sound design was incredible, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting in it was great. Everything about this was technically great. Mm-hmm. The performances was great, were great. And the idea and the plot was great. Mm-hmm. And it's really all it is is they made a good movie. Yeah. And it was scary. Yeah. And that's where I hope this continues to go. Good directors, good actors with a budget 
getting to make the movies they want to make. I think that's I think that's where we're going to start to see even better horror movies start to come out. And even think about it too is like another reason why this was so scary was because of the performances. You could see the terror. Like mm-hmm. you you could make this movie, but if you don't actually like if you don't actually see the terror on their face and like believe it. It's not as scary. Right. Like, you, okay, you make noise and these these things come after you and you get jump scares, but it's not as terrifying. Mm-hmm. You don't actually feel – you're not tense that entire movie. Right. You know, you're just like, oh, shit, there it is. There's a monster. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I got scared because of that jump. <laughs> but to see how terrified these people were to protect their family and everything – it's 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 incredible. It's brilliant. Not since not since Dunkirk have I felt that level of just like shaking in my seat yeah. from just being so wrapped up. Yeah. Um, it really it was really fantastic, and we're we're gonna we're gushing about. Obviously, we haven't spoiled anything, and we won't. But go see a quiet place. Mm-hmm. Like pro- one of the one of the hardest recommendations you're gonna get from us mm-hmm. from this show is a quiet place. Go yep. fucking see it in the theater if you can. Yep. Well, there's some fucking annoying children next to you who won't stop on their phone and won't stop fucking talking. <laughs> Seth literally, Seth almost murdered some kids. Yeah. For the this. first time in my life, I oh, I was like, I was a second. If they would have said one more word, I would have leaned over and said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. Which, but, yeah, especially like if they had been talking during blockers, fine. Fucking fine. Talk mm-hmm. during blockers. But during the movie where the whole point is to be silent. Yeah. Maybe you shut the fuck up, kid. Yep. I didn't even care about like getting the food or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that was fine. Open your wrapper. I don't care. I was I was eating during it too. Yeah. Milk chocolate almonds. Yum yum yum. <laughs> um, but to be talking is. But to be talking and then your phone lighting up. Mm-hmm. They they had a flashlight and then no one of the per- people was texting. They they had a low. They had their their brightness on low. But it's like, are you fucking ki- kidding mm-hmm. me right now? I hope that kid got the hand job he was looking for. Uh, I hope, I hope the the whoever he got a hand job from didn't know what they're doing and ripped it right off. Jesus, this I'm gonna get hot, another soapbox here. This has been a hot segment. We got to move on. Uh, real briefly, I, I just want to give a quickie review of Chappaquiddick. Seth, I know you haven't seen this, but yeah, I, I don't went, spoil anything. I went last night, so this is the story of uh, Ted Kennedy and a true story where uh, Ted was involved in the late '60s in an auto accident that that killed a woman. And the fallout and goings on after that, uh, based on a true story, a very very interesting story, and I would say that this movie was pretty well done. Uh, really good performance from Jason Clark as Ted Ke- Ted Kennedy. Really actually portrays him super well. Um, we alluded to earlier uh, comedic actors and doing horror. You have a couple comedic actors in here doing dramatic turns, which were excellent. I thought you had Ed Helms and Jim Gaffigan who we mentioned, and mm. both of whom are uh, supporting characters in this who I thought did a very, very good job. Um, really did really did the job of making me forget that they were supposed to be comedic actors. So I hope that they get some more dramatic turns. Um, Chappaquiddick is very strong in the story and the plot, having been a very, very intriguing true story is where this hooked me in. I did some research afterwards, and um, it's just a really, really interesting story. Uh, the movie, I would say, is pretty good. Um, if I were going to give it a rating, I, w- I would maybe put this as a cue it up rather than a, a go see now. Um, but uh, really, you know, good performances, pretty good plot, uh, very intriguing story. Um, but uh, nothing, nothing really to write mom about, I would say. So if you're into the history of this, if you're into the story or if you just want to see some pretty good performances by those actors, you also get a, a nice little turn from uh, Kate Mara in this. So, um, again, I, I give it a recommend, but, uh, you know. Nothing that you need to break your leg rushing out to see right now. 
So that is going to do it for this episode of the SoCo Show. I guess it's been episode 39. 39. So make sure, as always, that you're subscribed to us wherever it is you may be listening. Uh, you can reach us at SoCoShow91 at gmail.com for emails. Uh, SoCo Show Pod on Twitter, or if you're just looking for Seth or myself, at Seth O'Ott or at underscore Cody Michael. Uh, all that info is in the description down below. Let us know what do you think of Toy Story. Should Seth and I trade and do Toy Story for the Matrix? Um, are you excited for Han Solo? What do you think? Uh, what do you think of the Apu issue in The Simpsons? Any and all of that stuff, let us know what you think as always. Don't forget, go over to Jared Buckendall's YouTube channel. He's doing hella movie reviews, a uh, bunch of trailer reactions, and brand new... We have JB Classics. <laughs> this is uh, Jared reviewing retro movies. He, it sounds like he found uh, some old VHS tapes of some of the reviews he used to do uh, back in time. So uh, the first one was for Batman and Robin from 97, and it is fantastic. Uh, if you're at all a fan of Jared's stuff, and even if you're not, go out there and, and we'll make sure to link to that video specifically. But you got to check out this review for, for Batman and Robin. It's hysterical. That same channel is where you're going to find The Ride Home. You should see two up this week, uh, one for Quiet Place and one for Blockers. And then this weekend, uh, we're going to be doing one for Rampage. So you can see that relatively soon as well. So no shortage of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, Also, don't forget, if you want to listen to some audiobooks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo for your first 30 days of Audible for free. Free! And that's going to include one free... Book credit as well. Grab yourself something like The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish, Ready Player One, maybe maybe the Orphan X series. Uh, Any and all of those you can get. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash SoCo. With that, this episode has come to a close. It's Seth Ott and Cody Michael. We will see you next week. Bye.